Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Grace and peace, beloved of God. This is Pastor Aziza Morrison. And we are saying good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Dr. Buzz. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. So many of you that are here with us this morning, we thank you so much for your faithfulness to prayer and to your prayer assignment. And we give God the glory, honor, and praise for all of the things that he has done. <clears throat> Excuse me. All the things that he is doing and all of the things that he is yet going to do. We pray that you all have had a blessed weekend and you got off yesterday to a wonderful start of your week. Pray that all is well, that all is well with you, that all is well with your family. Excuse me, I've got <coughs> something in my throat here. And uh, we pray that all is well with all that God has committed you to do in your hands. Uh, We give God praise today for just another day, for waking us up this morning, amen, and for starting us on our way. We have a uh, small devotional that we want to read with, uh, share with you this morning. And then we are going to pray. We're saying praise the Lord to our first-time special prayer partners. Um, my prayer, I always like to say this, uh, that this may be your first time, although this may be your first time joining us, that I pray that it would not be your last time joining us. You can meet us here. We are here every Tuesday and every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You all know this, but just by way of announcement, I'm going to keep ringing it, ringing it in your ear. Get ready, September 1st. Um, September 1st, we are opening up registration for our prayer gathering. Now, um, this is, of course, you all know it's going to be a all one day, a full day of prayer. We have morning session, a morning glory. Excuse me, morning glory. We have a mid midday power, and then we have an evening an evening service, so uh, I will be doing the morning glory. Apostle Yolanda Sith will be doing the uh, midday power, and then Prophetess Barbara Calloway will be closing with our evening session. Give me one second here, one second. I'm sorry, I've got something in my throat there. Um, And so um, we're going to be at the Philadelphia Airport Marriott, um, on October 23rd, um, we're pl- praying that you are making plans um, and arrangements to to be with us now. September 1st opens registration. Now, you all, um, let me just tell you how this is going to work. So I think regular, regular registration, I think regular registration is going to be like $50, I think. Fifty or sixty dollars. I can't. I can't remember. But there's a one-day special registration, and that's on the day that registration opens. So I'm not. So registration, um, the special registration is forty dollars. So that's going to be on that September first. That's the only time we're going to do the forty-dollar registration. So I'm just giving everybody a heads up. I don't want you to think that you can wait until it gets closer because you know how we do. We wait until it's closer and then that's when we register. Well, if you want the low, low, low registration, you have to register on the first. That's the first and the only day. It's going to be $40. I think after that it's $60. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. But that's, that's, the special, that's the special registration. And then also we have VIP seating. 
for all of our Zion Travail prayer partners, okay? So this is how that's going to work. Um, and just forgive me for those of you, this is your first time. I just need to get these quick announcements out to our faithful prayer partners um, about the prayer gathering. So for those of you that are uh, our faithful prayer partners, you all know who you are. Um, when you register, there's going to be a link um, for Zion Travail prayer partner registration. You you all, you will register under that link. And when you come, there's going to be a special tag to get you to your special seats. All of you all will be able to sit up front, all right? So you all need to be ready. Now, those seats, of course, they're limited because the whole thing is limited. All the seats that we don't have, you know, with COVID, it's not, we're not doing a whole bunch of people, all right? So what I'm saying is don't procrastinate, don't wait. Be prepared, register when registration opens, all right? All right, go with me to Philippians chapter uh, 1. Go with me to Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to begin reading at verse 12, all right? Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Let's just say a quick word of prayer. Jesus, we love you. And we give your name glory, honor, and praise. We thank you so much for all that you have done all that you are doing and all that you are yet going to do. Father, we bless thy name for blessing us. Speak to our hearts today. Open up our spirits and our ears. We may hear and receive you. Let this word fall on good ground this morning. This is our prayer in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter number 12, verse 1 says, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guards, they know that I am in chains because of Christ and because of my imprisonment. Most of the believers here and most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. I want to look back at verse uh, 12. I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything, somebody say everything, everything that has happened to me here has helped me to spread the good news. I want to talk real quick and encourage you from an idea, everything has helped me. Everything. Somebody say that. Everything has helped me. Say it again. Everything has helped me. Everything has helped me. Um, This particular uh, passage of Scripture, um, Philippians is really a, uh, a joy letter. And the reason why I say that it is a joy letter is because uh, the theme of joy, the theme of joy is written all throughout the, um, not just in this chapter, but in the entire book of Philippians. Uh, Paul is encouraging the Philippians because um, he's not, Actually, Paul is not in, he's not in Philippi. Paul is not in Philippi. He is actually 
in Rome, and he's writing this letter in prison. He's writing this letter in prison um, because he's been put in jail for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and now he's he's waiting to go to um, uh, go before uh, Caesar. While he's waiting to go before Caesar, there are some people who are uh, jealous of Paul, and they are jealous of Paul. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to monopolize on the fact that he's not there, um, that he is in uh, prison, and so they are. They have ill motives, and they're trying to use uh, the gospel to uh, push their own agenda. They're trying to use the gospel for their own uh, filthy lucre. All right. So, so, so this is what's happening in this particular text. The Bible tells us, and our research will find, brothers and sisters, that Paul is. Um, he's on really. He's on like what they what we would consider a house arrest. He's been transferred from one prison uh, to a house arrest. But the problem with the house arrest, and just stay with me here, so I can. I want to help you. Um, the problem with this house arrest is that he is chained to a prison guard twenty four hours a day. So he can't go to the bathroom. He can't. Uh, he can't move. He can't. He can't do anything without a prison guard being uh, 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 chained to him. And so Paul is writing the Philippians this letter because, unlike most of the letters that uh, Paul writes, and you'll know this for those of you who read your Bibles, you'll know that most of Paul's epistles are epistles of uh, correction. They are epistles of rebuke. However, Philippians is a um, it is a letter of uh, gratitude and in encouragement. And the reason why Paul is grateful for the Philippians is because uh, although Paul has been in prison now. For over two years, uh, the Philippians have not wavered. The people at Philippi have not wavered, and they've not wavered in their faith. They've not wavered in their uh, support. They've not wavered in their prayers. They've not wavered in their givings. And so Paul is writing them this letter. He's writing them this letter uh, to encourage them because they are concerned. They're concerned about Paul's imprisonment. They're concerned about the gospel. They're concerned about the gospel uh, not being preached uh, because he's in prison and because these other preachers who are preaching for filthy lucre, who are preaching with ill, uh, who have selfish ambitions, uh, he, he's con they're concerned about them. If you, if you would look down, I don't have the time to go over it, but if you, for those of you that opened the Bible, uh, in verse 15, it talks about. He says it's true that some of the some some that are preaching are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure, pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. He says in 17, those others do not have pure motives as they preach Christ. 
they preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my change more painful for me. In other words, Paul is saying, he said, I know that I'm already, I'm already in chains. I'm already in pain. But there's some people that's trying to make my situation even more difficult. But Paul says in verse 18, but that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, he says, because either way, the message about Jesus Christ is being preached. So I rejoice. Paul has found a secret ingredient. He's found a secret ingredient to rejoicing because he's not concerned about what's happening to him, and he's not concerned about what people are saying about him. He is concerned that the furtherance of the gospel continues to be spread. So, what I want to focus on this morning, brothers and sisters, is verse 12. What I want to focus on, I want to focus your attention on, is verse 12. Paul was in prison, and by all means, while he was in prison, Paul, he should have been bitter. He should have been complaining. He should have been upset, uh, but, but he wasn't now. This morning, you and I, we are not in a physical prison. We're not in prison, but, but you and I all know that, watch this, you don't have to be in a physical prison to feel uh, or to experience, to have the same kind of experience that Paul was having, to experience fear, to experience uh, pain, to re experience hurt, to experience experience disappointment. Uh, uh, you, you, you don't have to be in a physical pain to feel that way. Why? Because life has a way, brothers and sisters, life has a way of causing you to go through three things that you don't want to go through. Life has a way. Yes, somebody say life has a way. Life has a way this morning of causing things to happen to us. But, but what I have understood, what I've learned to understand, brothers and sisters, watch this, is that God's control, somebody say God's control, God's control speaks into every situation. I have, I have said this to you time and time again, that everything that happens in our lives, it is either God sent or God allowed. All of our experiences, not just the good ones, but in everything that we go through, God has a way of using it for his glory to build our faith and to develop the nature of Christ on the inside of us. And ultimately, everything that we go to, it is to point us to him. Watch this. It is so that we can have an awareness of who God is. Oh, yeah. Somebody say that. An awareness, an awareness of who God is. And so here, our brothers and sisters, we see, we can see the hand of God working behind the scenes while Paul is in prison. Because watch this, although on the surface, it appeared that being in prison was a major problem for Paul. It, was, it looked like it was a major problem for the church. 
It looked like it was a major problem for the gospel, but we see in the text that there was a purpose in Paul's pain. Somebody say that with me. There is a purpose in the pain, and God used it all. He used it all. Hallelujah. He used it all to further the gospel and to bless everybody that was connected to Paul. So Paul has this revelation. He says, to the church at Philippi. He says, I know that you are concerned. I know that, that, that you uh, are concerned not just about me, but you're concerned about the ministry. But Paul says to the church at Philippi, I want you to be very clear that everything that has happened to me has helped me. Come on, Zion. I need somebody to say amen right there. I, I need you to say, well, what, what the enemy thought for evil, I don't have time to preach that this morning. Come on, come on, come on. When you are able when you're able, brothers and sisters, to see that God is working in your behalf, first of all, it takes faith. What do I mean? It takes faith to see the end from the beginning. It takes faith to be able to step back and say, I don't understand what's going on in my life. I don't, I don't understand why God is taking me this way. Watch this. But I know that he's a good God, so I am going to trust him because I know that if it's happening, hallelujah, it's a sign to help me. Yes, somebody say that. If it's, if it's happening, it's a sign to help me. Listen, listen, when you, when you can trust, when you can trust that everything is happening to you, when you can trust that everything happening to you is helping you, then you're able to see purpose in your pain. The Bible is clear in Romans chapter 8 and 28 that when we love God, all things will work together for our good. Now, you got to know brothers and sisters, that the Bible doesn't say some things or a few things or just the good things. No, but what does it say? It says all things. And what does all things mean? All things means all things, even the painful things, even the things that, 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 that happen to us that we don't want to happen. I could never see how God was going to use one of the most difficult and painful experiences of my life to bring about good, but he did. Hallelujah. Somebody say, but he did. But he did. For those of you that are mothers on this phone call this morning, and, and even if you are not a, a, a mother that has given birth to a natural child, you understand this analogy. We know that when a woman is in labor, she's in pain. The very concept of the word labor is to toil, to push to be in pain, yet we all know that, 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 that a mother, when she is in pain, the pain is not for naught. We know that there is purpose in her pain. I love how John says it, brothers and sisters. I love how John says it in John chapter 16, verse 21. He says that whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the earth. Come on, come on here. It's difficult for us to see the purpose while we are in the pain, while we are in the difficult situation. But in the end, we can see 
God's hand orchestrating something beautiful on our behalf, but it takes faith to be able to say that it, whatever has been happening to me has been helping me. Listen, I want to encourage you this morning, brothers and sisters, that no matter how unbearable the labor pains may be for a mother, we, we know, watch this, we know that it is impossible for her to stop in the middle of her birthing process. Oh, somebody's catch that. Excuse me. Somebody catch that. It's impossible for you to stop while you're in the middle of the birthing process. In order for her to receive the child, she has to continue to push despite and beyond the pain. I, I want to encourage somebody this morning that, that I want to encourage you to push beyond the pain. Somebody say push beyond the pain. And as in the natural, so in the spirit, people of God, God has a process. And it is a process that we can trust. We've got to trust that he is a good father who only gives good gifts to his children. And although we do not understand the process, and, and although we do not we appreciate the pain, uh, as we allow his word to work, come on, somebody, and catch that. As we allow his word to work in us, we can see that there is purpose. God, has a, God had a purpose. For Paul's imprisonment, and he has a purpose for whatever you are going through, too. I, I want you to understand that, that at one of the lowest times in my life, I wanted to quit. I wanted to jump ship. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to walk away. But I found God's grace to Bohoshandier. I found God's grace to be sufficient for me. I found his strength during my weakness. And I want to encourage you this morning that you can too. Because watch this. When I should have stopped preaching, I kept on preaching. When I should have stopped praying, I kept on praying. I wanted to stop meeting, but I maintained my position. I could not see it then. But, but I can see it now, watch it, that as I pressed past my fears and, and continue to believe God and continue to have faith, there was indeed purpose in my pain. Paul says to the church at Philippi that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. In other words, Paul was saying everything that has happened has been purposeful. Listen to me. Let me say it again. Everything that has happened, and this is my prayer for you this morning, brothers and sisters, this is my prayer. My prayer for you is that your testimony, this will be your testimony, that you will be able to see that everything that is happening to you is, is helping you. I, I want you to, to, to understand that, Paul, watch this. Let me, let me give you this last point, and we're going to pray. Excuse me, uh, my, my sinuses are draining. I'm so sorry. Look at verse. Uh, look at look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, "For everyone here, including the whole palace guards, know that I am in chain because I am in chains because of Christ." Everyone here, brothers and sisters, watch this. When you have faith and are able to know that everything that's happening to you is helping you, you can continue, watch this, to let your light shine to others, watch this, those who don't know Christ will see Christ in you by the way that you live your life. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and so, and so, when we look at that verse thirteen, we we see another blessing here. Paul, what what's happening? Paul here, he is sharing with us the impact that his life and his testimony has had on the prison guards and to unbelievers who watched his life as he was it ha, watch this, he was in he was held in prison unjustly but 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 Paul says he says listen everyone here even the guards know that I am here because of Jesus. What, what Paul is saying here is that everybody here knows that I'm no ordinary prisoner. They know the, by the way that I live, by what they see me do. They know that I'm in change. They know that, watch this, they know that this should not have happened to me. Watch this. And they see the way that I continue to glorify God. They know that I'm no ordinary prisoner. Paul says they know that I'm an ambassador for Christ. Watch this. And brothers and sisters, it is this witness, it is this example that led to the conversion of many unbelievers and including the prison guards. Although Paul was in chains, although he was in prison, he, he never stopped talking about Jesus. He, he never stopped sharing his faith. He shared his faith so much that it became common knowledge among the prison guards and the life of God was shining through Paul even in a dark prison. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because Paul was not phased by what he was going through. He was rooted and grounded in who God was. And you can too. Remember, let me give you this analogy and we're going to pray. Remember, uh, remember, if you will, 27 years, for 27 years, uh, remember Nelson Mandela. Remember, he was, he was in prison for 27 years. Uh, he was accused of uh, conspiring to overthrow the state of South Africa. And Mandela, uh, through, through his own words and through uh, words of others, they, they tell us that he endured unthinkable and inhumane conditions while he was in prison. <laughs> And uh, 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 he, he often would talk about um, that because of who he was and what he stood for, um, his horrific treatment was, was often more brutal than other prisoners. And um, in 2007, there was an interview from a, a former uh, prison guard uh, who shared how uh, positively impacted his life was because of Nelson Mandela. He, he talks about how... He watched uh, Nelson Mandela's uh, gross treatment, prison guards urinating on him and, and you know, defecating on him and, and uh, all of these things. And, 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 and he said that he, he noticed he would watch how Mandela would interact with the prison guards. He watched how he would respond, and he noticed that his faith was unshakable. He noticed that nothing that they did to him would break his spirit. And so it was this eyewitness account, somebody on the outside watching the way his, his life was, watching the way he acted while he was going through this painful, unthinkable, inhumane situation. Uh, he watched how, watched uh, a person, Nelson Mandela, he should have been acted in kind, but instead he, he remained true 
true to his call and to his purpose, and that left a lasting impression on this man's life, brothers and sisters, sisters and brothers. It is imperative that, watch this, no matter what we are going through, even in our difficult situations, that we never lose our witness. Paul knew the importance of, of being an example uh, to believers and unbelievers alike because he tells, remember he tells Timothy, to be thou an example to the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and purity and in faith. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And this was the result of Paul's fruit that, that, that even the prison guard, they could see the, the, the glory of God on his life and God was glorified. Let me say this to you. Don't let nothing that you are going through cause you to lose your witness. Come on here. Why? Because you are the light of the world and this world is in darkness and you I want you to make it up in your mind that no matter what happens to you, you are not going to lose your witness. You are not going to lose your testimony. You are not going to lose your fervor for God. You are not going to lose your praise. No, no, no. The devil cannot have my praise. No, no, no. I have made a decision that I am going to trust God. I know that people are laughing at me. I know that it feels uncomfortable, but what they don't know that I know that Everything that is happening to me is helping me. It's causing me to be stronger. It's developing the nature of Christ in me. It's developing the fortitude in me. It's developing resilience in me. My faith is being developed. My gifting is being developed. My steadfastness is being developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give up. No, I'm not going to stop pushing. Come on. Who is that word for this morning? That's saying, no, I'm just like that mother. I've got a baby coming and I'm not going to stop until I see it. I'm not going to stop pushing. No, I'm not going to change my mind. No, I'm not going to quit. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to give up. No, no, no. I'm going to push beyond the pain. I'm going to push beyond my circumstances. Because I know in the end that God's got great things for me. Somebody say, God has great things for me. So, Father, now... In the name of Jesus, we bless thy name for blessing us. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, for our life, for health, and for strength. We thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts this morning. We thank you for encouraging our hearts this morning. Father, we join in with Paul, who made a declaration that everything that has happened to me has helped me. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for being our help. We thank you this morning uh, that your word tells us that you are a very present help uh, in the time of trouble. Uh, we thank you, Father, this morning uh, that you have given us a promise that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, and Father, now in the name of Jesus, uh, we're praying for those that may be in a prison, uh, those that are in an emotional prison this morning. Uh, Father, we're praying for their freedom 
that they would be released. Father, those that are chained, chained, chained to the pains of their past, chained to the pain of their minds, chained to the pain, God, of their experiences. Father, I thank you because your word tells us that when Paul and Silas began to pray, that the earth began to shake and the chains were loose. So, Father, now in the name of Jesus, we are praying this morning, God, that chains would be loose. Loose the bands of wickedness this morning. Loose the chains of wickedness this morning. Loose the prison chains, God. The chains in our minds, the chains in our emotions. Chains, God, to our past. In the name of Jesus, chains to failure, chains of rejection. Father, loose the chains and set us free. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, we thank you this morning because you said in your word that you came to set the captives free. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, every person that's being held captive this morning, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you have the key. You have the key to their freedom. You are the key, Father. You are the key to our freedom. You told us in your word that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And so, Father, this morning, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will set us free, set us free to go on, set us free to do the things that you have anointed us to do. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father, we thank you this morning that we don't have to stay here any longer. We don't have to stay in this prison any longer. Oh, Father, but you called us to a life of freedom. You didn't call us to a life of sin. You didn't call us to a life of bondage. You didn't call us to a life of shame. You didn't call us to a life of disappointment, but you called us to a life of freedom. And so now, Father, in the name of Jesus, set us free. Set us free from our past. Set us free. Set us free from disbelief. Set us free. Set us free from unbelief. Set us free this morning. Oh, Father, we are looking to you this morning. We're looking to you. You are the author and you are the finisher of our faith. Oh, God, we pray, God, that you would cause us to be like Paul. Paul said that as he continued to share the gospel without fear, he said those that were around him gained boldness and confidence to do the same. So, Father, this morning, we're praying, God, that you would cause us, give us boldness, God. You told us in your word that the righteous are as bold as a lion. So, Father, this morning, we're praying for boldness, Father. Give us boldness. Oh, God, we shall not live our lives timid. We shall not live our lives walking and thinking low, Father. But, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, cause us to be bold as a lion and cause us, God, to be an example to others. Cause our boldness and our courageousness. Cause it to be contagious in the name of Jesus. Contagious to other people that those that are around us may know that they too can believe in you. That they too can walk in faith. That they too can share their faith in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we're praying, 
for those. We're praying for those this morning, those that are walking in fear. Oh, God, we're praying for those, those that are walking in doubt. We're praying for those, those, Father, that do not have the faith to believe you, that don't have the courage to believe you. Father, in the name of Jesus, strengthen their unbelief. Father, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will cause their hearts to be knitted to you. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father, we're calling on you. Come on, Zion, call on Jesus. We're calling on you. Cause us to believe you. Even when we can't trace you, cause us to believe you. Even when we don't understand you. Oh, God, we trust you this morning. Father, we want you to know this morning that we trust you with our lives. We're trusting you with everything that we have. We're trusting you with our marriages. We're trusting you with our husbands. We're trusting you with our wives. We're trusting you with our children. We're trusting you. We're trusting you. Oh, Father. Father, we're threatening ourselves against evildoers. Oh, Father, but we're going to trust in you in the name of Jesus. Our souls say yes. Come on, Zion. Let your soul, let your soul say yes. Come on, say yes to the, to the Lord. Come on, give him a yes. Come on, give him a yes. Come on, giving you a yes. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, God, that all of the pain. It was for our good. Oh, God, all the disappointment. It was for our good. They walked away from us, but it was for our good. They talked about us, but it was for our good. Oh, Father, we may have lost a lot, but it was for our good. And we thank you now that we're standing on solid ground. We thank you this morning that our faith is not wavered. We thank you this morning that we're rooted grounded. We thank you this morning that we're unshakable. We thank you this morning that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy lead on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground. Somebody say all other the monster. All other ground it's sinking sand. It's sinking sand. But we thank you that we're holding on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on, Zion. Hold on, man of God. Hold on to his hand. Hold on, woman of God. Hold on. Hold on to his hand. 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 God, help us this morning. Help us to hold on to your unchanging hand. Hallelujah. Though the billows may roll. Hallelujah. 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 The breakers may dash. Hallelujah. I shall not stray. Hey, because he holds me fast. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that it's helping us. It may have hurt me, but it helped me. Hallelujah. Come on, whose testimony is that? It may have hurt me, but it helped me. It may be hurting me, but it's helping me. 
Hallelujah. God made me a promise that if I would love him, that he would make sure, he would make he would make sure that all things would work together for my good. Hallelujah. Because I love him. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? Come on. Do you love him this morning? Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? If you love him, you can trust him. If you love him, you can depend on him. If you love him, you can rely on him. If you love him, hallelujah, you can trust him. Lord, we love you this morning. Hallelujah. We love you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a faithful God. Thank you for being a dependable God. Thank you for being a reliable God. My hope is built, hallelujah, on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest phrase. But holy lean on Jesus' name, hallelujah. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground, hallelujah, is sinking sand, all other ground. Is sinking sand when he shall come with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne. Sing with me on Christ the Son. Let rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Come on, if you love him, praise him. Come on. Come on, if you love him, give him praise. Come on, take the time. Take 60 seconds to give you to just pray your own prayer of thanksgiving. Come on, just take the time to pray. Father, thank you for taking me through that. Thank you for taking me through this. Thank you for causing it to work in my favor. Come on, come on, pray. Come on, come on. Out of your own lips. Come on. Let the fruit of your lips praise some God. Father, thank you. Thank you for being my anchor. Thank you for being my salary. Come on, all out of your own lips. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. I didn't understand why you allowed that to happen. I didn't understand why they treated me like that. I didn't understand why I had to lose that business. I didn't understand why I had to lose in that partnership. I didn't understand why I had to lose in that marriage. I didn't understand. But, Father, I can see now that it was working together for my good. So I thank you. Come on. I thank you that you're a good God and you give good gifts to your children. I thank you, Father, that until this very moment, everything that has happened to me has helped me. And for this, I give you praise. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you were blessed by this word and by this prayer this morning. 
I want you to remain encouraged, brothers and sisters, and to know that everything that has happened to you has happened to you to help you for the glory of God, that the name of God may be glorified, that the nature of Christ may be developed in you, and that your faith would be strong in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to maintain a prayerful spirit today. As you go throughout the day, maintain a posture of prayer. Pray. Pray as you go. Pray as you work. Let the Lord lead you and guide you today. Whatever God tells you to do today, do. Whatever you hear in your spirit today, do. Make today a productive day. Remember that you have an audience of one. If nobody sees you, God is there. God is depending on you to do the things that he put in you to do. I love you all with the love of the Lord. If you need to, you can go back. You can listen to this prayer this morning. It'll be on the Spotify app. It'll be on the Apple podcast. It'll be on our website at azizamorrison.com. I love you all with the love of the Lord. And remember, the Bible is right. When Zion travails, she shall bring forth. God bless you. Walk with Jesus today. Shalom. Bye-bye.